All right, before we get into it, <laughs> the title of this podcast is Olympics versus CrossFit Games, but it's not literally Olympics versus CrossFit Games. Like, I'm going to sit here and make some sort of statement that one's better than the other. I will say personally that I think the Olympics is a better showcase of the of human skill and um, what would you call it? it it's It's just... Every one of these athletes, whatever category they're in, we see all shapes and sizes of both male and female, and they're just so dialed in into whatever discipline they are in. So you watch the archers and you see how they act, how they control their breathing, their eyesight, uh, the different gear. Gear is something that I'm trying to pay attention to. And hours, you know, Malcolm Gladwell's 10,000 hours times you know, uh, I don't know, 10,000 as far as what it takes to make an Olympian, whether it's a gymnast who is just cut up from the floor up to a bodybuilder. And I'm super excited that, you know, we're, we're, they're starting with not a bodybuilder. I, I apologize. A Olympic weightlifter. And they're starting with like the lower weight classes and they'll work their way up. Cause I cannot wait to see Lasha. If you haven't seen this man, I posted him on my Instagram. He's the beast. He owns the world record in the snatch and the clean. And of course the total overall. And I fully expect him to be going for a new world record, this Olympics. So you got his body type bigger. And then you got the swimmers and I pay attention to what kind of like body, how they look, you know, like swimmers don't need a lot of useless muscles that they don't use. So their bodies tend to, yeah, they're cut, obviously, because they're burning tons of calories, but they're not like overly, like they don't look like a bodybuilder. They're just, they're just not completely jacked. And then you look at a cyclist. I was watching the time trials and you see their body type where there's not a lot of upper body because it's useless on the bicycle, but they've got these thick legs and that's just how they're fine tuned. And then, of course, the gymnasts are overall and everything. But then you, you go over, and this is like the versus part. So, so you've got people that are very specialized in their discipline, and they are the top people in the world. There's world number ones through tens or whatever, whatever it is. Then you go over to the CrossFit Games, and you turn that on, which started the individual events today. And you just see not so much the best in the world at anything, but somewhat the best in the world at doing the gymnastics, the Olympic lifting, the running. They started off with a mile swim and a three mile kayak. I'm sure there's going to be a running event. They're trying to lift heavy and it's just trying to make this balanced human. And I forgot 10, 11, 12 years of the CrossFit games. And it's changed so much. Cause I will 100% say that like when I was in college, I was very much just a bodybuilding type of lifter playing collegiate baseball, not a lot of empathy towards what people were doing in the CrossFit realm and just making fun of them. Like those pull-ups are ridiculous or you're, they're going to hurt themselves on form. And the more you experience and actually get your hands and do something, the more empathy you can provide. So 
I'm fortunate enough to be a person that actually enjoys different experiences, whether like I love cycling, I've played baseball at a high level, played rugby, organized, played organized hockey, did jujitsu, and I'm constantly someone that, that like whatever sport it is, whatever event it is, I'll give it a shot. CrossFit was one of those that I ended up doing and because it's such exposure to a vast array of different movements and exercises like Olympic lifting. God, I, I, I will not tell you how complicated a clean is or the jerk motion, especially the snatch, which is something I'm heavily working on. So you look like you experience it, then you get to look at it and have just a ton more respect for these athletes just in general. I don't care what you do, what your discipline is, what you're into. I've watched chess. I mean, who didn't when Queen's Gambit came out? And go down a rabbit hole and see the moves and see the problem solving. And it's just amazing. You just have a lot more respect when you get into it and you realize just how difficult something is. So that's kind of where I land too with like this YouTube channel is that because I have this vast empathy and experience doing a variety of things that allows me to look at any sort of product and kind of give recommendations to whatever different realms of fitness that a person's in, which is a good thing. And I like doing it. Not saying that everyone needs to go out and experience different things. If that's not your thing, then don't do it. So I prefer, if I'm going to pick one to watch, which is happening right now, kind of, because the Tokyo time zones, you know, throwing everybody off. And I think that's playing a huge role in the ratings being down. I'm going to pick the Olympics, like if it's on, just because those people are specialized dial in and you want to see the best of the best go at it at swimming. Like it wasn't a really a pleasure. Like it's super impressive that these CrossFit athletes go out and do this mile swim, but it's not as impressive as seeing someone like Katie Ledecky go do the 1500 meters, which is, I believe just shy of a mile swim and with no fins and everything and just completely kick ass. And win the first gold medal for any woman, cause they just haven't had the event before and you watch your form and it's just phenomenal, phenomenal thing to watch. The inverse of that, you look at someone like Tia Claire Toomey. So Matt Fraser's out. He retired. Five-time fittest man in the CrossFit Games. And it's not like he's good at every one thing. He's just you know winning event, event, after event, after event. And that's what Tia Claire Toomey's doing, is winning event after event after event. Wouldn't say that anything I watch her do would recognize her as the best in that discipline. But it's super impressive that she's adequate or above average, highly above average in some aspects of everything. It's just two different kind of things that you can watch and please, like you can't just turn it on and be like, this is absolute crap or dog shit. Like you got to give it a chance or you got to experience yourself and then make ha- like then have an opinion. I mean, of course, you can you can have any opinion you want. You could say whatever you want. You could post whatever you want. Uh, like just scrolling through TikTok, CrossFit is an easy target for a lot of people, especially with the uh, butterfly pull-ups and kipping pull-ups. You don't understand it? That's 
one thing. So you got a majority of the people that also don't understand it. So they'll follow along in your logic and be like, yeah, it's complete crap. If you actually do it and you understand it and you understand the movements, like today, I we had um, it was strict pull-ups today during the the workout I did at my gym. That was the movement in that workout. We you couldn't do butterfly or you couldn't do kipping, but you should be good at doing that. So it is what it is. Anyway, I've been trying to focus in both because this is a tech product review channel. I've been trying to focus on, you know, what the, like what the athletes are wearing, uh, picking up any recovery things and post interviews, anything else they're wearing. I've seen a couple whoops of on athletes that were not actively working out or competing. I've seen Apple watches. I've seen Fitbits. I've just seen the whole gamut of whatever is out there, Garmin's, Polar's, Everybody's using something different. I just wish, I wish there was one, like it would be amazing if like I was, had some sort of media pass could go on into the Olympic village and grab one of these athletes and sit them down and be like, Hey, what's your recovery protocol? You know, how'd you dial in? What do you use to monitor your health? And just kind of get a whole backbone of that. As far as like the products you see outright when they're working out, a lot of Nike, Adidas, Puma, nothing really comes out at you as far as oh what's that new brand or you know why they're using that it just appears that when athletes are especially the ones that are in university or at universities uh, university of georgia i think is one that's racking up a medal count the i believe the two swimmers the two young swimmers that are currently at the university of virginia they were just using the speedo brand i believe that they use at university of virginia i think it's like arena Apologies, I don't really know the brands, but I'm fairly certain that's what it said on their uh, wetsuits, on their, uh, I would call it Speedos, but it's not Speedo. It's uh, whatever, the, like the the swimsuit that they were wearing. And there's TYR, and then there's Speedo, of course. But there's no, like, across the board, this seems to be the best. Now, I do remember, it was either 04 or 08 Olympics when Speedo had their, like, second skin considered illegal for the olympics because it was just reducing drag at a too much like it was it was just too much of a performance enhancer at the time to allow anyone to wear it in competition i never followed up and understood like what was that it might be one of those things just like the nike alpha flies with elliot kipchoge that it it just needs to be something generally available to the public allow people to train have adequate exposure to it and testing to it to understand what exactly the technology is and allow all the athletes an even opportunity to utilize this equipment to keep everything fair if that's the reason for it if i went back then that totally understand like is understandable but it goes to show you that different products and the R&D and everything is at a whole new level. Because we are talking milliseconds. Some of these people win gold or miss a medal by milliseconds. To a certain extent, yes, it is your skill level. But also, it's the equipment you use. It's, you don't want to, I mean, you don't want to blame it, but it can come, it can come down to that. It, there's so many factors. That's one of the things too that I was thinking about with the CrossFit Games. So Reebok had the contract for ten years, and it ended. Noble won the bid. I'm not sure exactly. It's not public because CrossFit is not a public 
publicly traded organization to see like what the bidding was. I, I don't know who else would have bid on it. Maybe Nike. I can't imagine just because Reebok didn't really see that the, the business growth, but Noble being a smaller brand would benefit way more from being within their realm, which is CrossFit's, the marketing demographic that they've targeted. But you got all these athletes. There's the Noble athletes, the ones sponsored like uh, uh, Brooke Wells or Katrin, uh David's daughter, Justin Madero's. So they're wearing things that they're familiar with versus other athletes that may be sponsored by Nike or Gymshark like Noah Olsen is and uh, ha- are forced, we'll say forced, to wear this different brand of clothing for the competition. When you get to that high level, you want everything to be familiar to you. You want no surprises. You want to feel like everything needs to be dialed in because, again, it's, it comes down to milliseconds. It comes down to inches. It comes down to a couple pounds or whatever it is you're doing. So you see these athletes, and if you follow them on Instagram, you'll see beds, like their bed, delivered to their hotel room. Their rooms somewhat decorated like they're at home, maybe move the furniture. This all psychologically plays a massive role into how you can perform, especially away. There was on the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, it's okay if you don't watch major league baseball, huge St. Louis Cardinals, uh, fan. We used to have a, we St. Louis Cardinals, like, like I'm part of the organization. St. Louis Cardinals used to have a pitcher named Jaime Garcia. And his home and road, meaning home and away game, split for his ERA. If you don't know baseball, it's just your earned run average, how many runs you allow per nine innings, was vastly different. His win-loss was different. Because something psychologically that he actually never overcame and shortened his career, because he could have been one of the best pitchers in the game. There is Hall of Famer Yadier Molina, the catcher for the Cardinals, who repeatedly said that you know his stuff is insane it's dialed in it's great at home on the road for whatever reason just couldn't get things and there's psychological reasons uh travel screws with our circadian rhythm which screws with our body something that i've learned as of recent is that our organs not are always in sync with each other they all have their own time clock and actually things like doing an ice bath can keep them in sync so when you're traveling all the time, it doesn't matter. It could be one time zone, two time zone could be, it it just travel affects people differently or different environments, not knowing where you're at. Like if if you're an elite local uh, CrossFit athlete to Madison, Wisconsin, you're just familiar with everything. And it's like a home game, home team advantage besides the crowd is a real thing. So it just, it's just everything, but the products you use, everything's just got to be dialed in. Everything's got to be familiar. And I wonder how that affects everything when it comes down to literally a game of inches. So, <laughs> I mean, it's a bit of a headache when I sit there and I'm watching this stuff and I'm thinking about all this stuff to a certain point. Sometimes the skill level, like you watch the Olympics, you watch the USA men's basketball team, which did lose a game. What the hell? But it, when they play like a other country like Iran or you watch just our other teams, like the U.S. women's basketball team or whatever, when it's a big country versus a small country, it's not going to matter. Like they're just – the talent pool is better and they're just going to outright dominate. But it does come down 
to the equipment at a certain point. And that's what's super fascinating to me, why they chose it, why they didn't. One thing that I saw was skateboarding, which is in the Olympics this year, if you haven't seen it. Everybody was wearing Nike. I don't know if it was forced upon them, but it was across the board. Everyone was wearing like Nike skateboarding stuff. I mean, SB Dunks have continued to be around and the presence of Nike in the skateboarding world. Another thing that I used to do when I was younger is still pretty strong, but everybody was wearing Nike stuff. I don't, I don't know at times if things are forced because of sponsorship that I'm unclear on. It's just like that. I was like wondering because I know Nike does have a major presence in a lot of areas. Track and field, I am confident that is going to be check marks all over. That's what's going to dominate. There is going to be Adidas. I'm sure there's going to be Puma, but I think the top people are going to have check marks on that podium. So I'm wondering, like, in different events, why different brands are pushed. One brand that I did see, I saw in the, I believe it was the women's triathlon. Roca. Roca is local to Austin. They make incredible. It's on my list that I need to get to as far as reviews. They have the performance sunglasses. They have a ton of patents that make their eyewear supposedly better. I've heard other people that are experts in the world of like ophthalmology and optometry state that their tech is supposed to be better for the eyes but they also are heavy in the triathlon and Ironman game. And I saw that the athletes, I think it was the U S woman placing third and the Bermuda woman who got like the first gold medal ever for Bermuda wearing Roka. So as far as new brands, that was exciting to see. I thought that was interesting just based on it's just a new kid on the block. And it's been within the last, you know, five years. I don't believe that they were in the last um, Olympics. But everything else has been pretty status quo. Olympic weightlifting, a lot of Romaleos on the feet. Uh, one thing in terms of weightlifting I'm wondering about, speaking of everything being dialed in. So like CJ Cummings, I believe in his weight class, young man, uh, shorter stature, but just absolutely lifts snatch clean and jerk like a beast placed ninth and that's crazy he is a rogue fitness athlete rogue makes their own weight plates he practice at home does a lot of competitions it's either aleko which i think many would agree is the top top of the top of the top of beautiful weight plates, bars, everything. I would love to get some in my gym. Not that the fringe sports stuff I have, the fringe sports I have is beautiful. I don't need the Aleco stuff. It's just super good. And they use it in Olympic competitions. Usually that's what I had expected to see. But like there's other brands like ZXR or something. Plates look off, look weird. I don't know if that threw CJ off. CJ, like we're on a first name basis. But it couldn't, there's no way it could have helped. There's, there's absolutely no way. If anything, it would be a detriment to his performance. So that was super interesting to see. And I saw a lot of comments too on different like Reddit threads or in response to Instagram posts or anything about his uh, performance talking about those plates. 
I'm sure he would be someone that would put his hand up first and say, hey, I just didn't perform. But, and, and I don't know, like I'm sure he's been there acclimating, getting a circadian rhythm on track for the Tokyo time zone. But it was just, it was, it threw me off, like watching it. it I've, I've never seen plates like that. So it's just, again, stuff that I keep my eye on, which interests me, which is, again, is like the YouTube channel stuff. There isn't too much. Like, I, I just wanted to address, just like talk about, you know, what I'm trying to see from the Olympics. It's just, it's awesome. If I had to touch on the Simone Biles fiasco, whatever, she can do whatever the hell she wants. I'm just more annoyed with the media handling it praising her and everything else listen if she quit like it's mental health reasons whatever at the core of it she quit and at that level i think people are forgetting what the level she is at as far as the olympics you know i I don't want to i don't want anything to make that okay to do like, oh, you know, she quit at the Olympics, so, you know, wh- why can't I quit at this mundane thing or whatever? I, I I think the general pushback on it is that the media is handling it improperly. They're trying to praise it. They're trying to turn it into something that I just think it isn't versus, you know, making that like a norm. It also happened with that number one tennis player, the young girl, Naomi Osaka, and the, the recent tennis tournament that she was in that she just flat out, you know, didn't want to participate. I, I think that's valid to lose your ranking if, you know, for whatever reason. I don't know what happened with that. I think it's also not a coincidence that number ones are the ones that are coming out and talking about the pressure and everything versus these people that are below that are super hungry because we're talking life changing. You medal at the Olympics, you get gold at the Olympics, especially. You are talking life-changing endorsements you are forever an olympic gold medal you're forever olympian anyway i mean you're you're the creme de la creme in in your discipline but i think people forget like what level we're talking here like this is this is it you you look at the 2008 olympics with michael phelps and the gold medal run he went in not only did he perform to the to the level he exceeded the level the men's relay race i don't believe they were supposed to win and they came through and they won uh it's just i just don't want to make that like a mainstream thing just she made a personal decision you move on from it let's not focus on it. let's not praise it even though i'm focusing on it now they got me they got me all right some just just to wrap this up some kind of like things to talk about like I said, I've been feeling absolutely phenomenal as of late. Supplementation's been on point. Um, diet's been on point. Mental health has been great. Speaking of mental health with uh, the mobile stuff, like journaling, forced meditation when I'm in that ice bath. So I am working out, not taking days off when maybe I should. It's just feel good. Like, do it. Don't feel good. Don't do it. Um. I do have my Flatwater Foundation deadlift next week. So if you haven't pledged and you can't afford it, that would be great. There's a post on 
YouTube and Instagram explaining what the Whoop giveaway is. There's going to be two Whoop memberships based on how much you donate per pound. So just quickly, I'm going to deadlift. Before that, you pledge 10 cents per pound. I deadlift 550 pounds. You are going to um, end up donating $55, but you'll get one entry per two cents that you pledged to the drawing for the either Whoop membership or extension. I'm really hoping personally that it's a couple new Whoop memberships. I know if there's some out there that would like extensions, you know what? It's it's going to be fair. You could win. But I just love the platform so much that it would be great that a couple people got to join. Another thing, I finished today and it is posted on my link tree and Instagram or my website, which is wesleyhenderson.com, W-E-S-L-I-E Henderson, H-E-N-D-E-R-S-O-N.com of my supplement stack because so many people ask me what I take. I don't know why. Um, I guess it's a fascinating subject. I've always been someone that kind of did my own thing and I, I still do. One thing I, I guess from, if, if I were to turn the table and find what's interesting, it's like, what are other people taking? Or maybe there's something that I have never heard of that I could be exposed to. Like there's a supplement out there that is called Turkesterone. I believe that's how you pronounce it that people are taking that has, as, as far as I know, is not a banned substance and has some great performance enhancing uh, effects. Uh, so that's something that I'm looking at. I don't want to put anything in my eye. Like I've never, n- never, ever, ever put any sort of banned substance in my body. I'm so paranoid. I just want to live my like, life, be healthy. So I, I take anything over the counter, but I'm super, super, super careful on exactly what that is that I'm buying over the counter, which is why I did affiliate myself with first form. I just trust, I just trust their stuff. So you can go to my website or you can go on my Instagram. You can click the link tree and click my supplement stack. I typed out everything like what the, what I'm taking, the reason for it. Cause some stuff that I just take because the physician told me to, and it feels good. Some stuff I take through trial and error. And I put like any sort of like clinical journal or, uh, yeah, just any, any sort of clinical journal or other resource I could find of what that supplement does and what effects it has. The one thing like with supplements or even products in general, everyone has, everyone's different. You, you just, just react differently to taking different things or using different things. Um, just like the optical sensing on all these devices, one person may be having inaccurate, readings from their whoop strap while another person may be having perfect readings. It's just whether you think it's fair or not, just products, supplements are marketed towards the masses. So you take it, you feel good on it or you don't feel good on it. Quit taking it or keep taking it. It's whatever. So that's up. And that's about it. There are links in the description as always. I'm not sponsored in any way or, um, but I am affiliated. They don't, have any influence on what I say, but if you'd like to support the podcast and the YouTube channel, you can always click and buy through the links in the description. I'm super excited. I want, I want to do more research, figure out some products maybe that Olympians are using. Cause it would be a great, I think it'd be a great breakdown video of what these elite people are using, or even the CrossFit games, athletes, just a good time for fitness all around. You should not be bored if you can't find anything to watch on TV or online. So that's it for this podcast. Not Olympics versus CrossFit, but watch it all.
and have respect for all of it. Later.